So you just lost your job. What do you do? If you're listening to this show or watching this video, you're probably interested in online business anyway. Maybe you just weren't expecting to have to start one this soon. Well, as someone who's lost many jobs in the past, two in the same year back in 2009 during the global recession, I can empathize with your pain. And in today's episode, what I want to do is address literally the five things you should be doing the moment you lose your job and how to maybe transition into something better and take this potential curse and turn it into a blessing. Let's discuss. Welcome to episode 160 of The Graham Cochran Show, where I'm here to help you build your online business, work less, and live and give more. I'm your host, Graham Cochran. Hey, welcome to the show. Maybe you're working less because you lost your job, and that's not the way you envisioned working less, because uh, that's, that's not fun. I've been there, so I don't want to make light of it, but we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, I do want to give you a gift, though, as we're getting started. I want to give you an entire guide to start making money in the next 30 days. So even if you don't listen to this episode, let me give you something to help you make money 30 days from now. It's my 30-day online income jumpstart guide. It's a four-week checklist, a simple PDF. Download it right now at grahamcochran.com slash jumpstart. Or if you're watching on YouTube, I'll link to it in the description. This will give you a roadmap to go from where you are, maybe no followers online, no business to making some money in the next 30 days, which is critical if you've just lost your job. So it's a great resource, but there's a lot of beautiful things happening if you follow the steps and follow the checklist to the T. You basically be building the framework for a very profitable, scalable business uh, in the long run, which is awesome. So all of that is at grahamcochran.com slash jumpstart. And I'm linking to it below here on the video, my 30-day online income jumpstart. Uh, agua. All right, let's talk about it. You lo- you lose your job. And let me just say, I've been there. And like I said, in the top of this episode, in 2009, I lost one job in January because my impart- entire department of a software company was dissolved. They brought us into a meeting. I was an audio engineer. And so I was in the audio department and that we brought into a meeting with uh, the president, vice president of the company. And he said, thank you all so much for your hard work. The last few years, we did this overhaul to our whole product line and your work was phenomenal. Uh, We don't need you anymore now because we refreshed the whole product line. We don't need audio engineers. So they just let us all go uh, with a small severance package. And I got the day off, rest of the day off. So um, that was unexpected, but in the end of the day, it wasn't the end of the world because I was planning on moving in three months anyway uh, to Florida with um, some friends to help start this church, which is what got us down here to Florida in the first place. So I knew I had to find a new job in three months anyway in Florida. So I was like, whatever, I just got an extra three months off. <laughs> so um, that wasn't as painful because I was like, forget it. I'm fine. I didn't need you anyway. I thought I'd be fine. Well, it was hard to get another job in the Great Recession in 2009, but I was able eventually to get another job, moved down to Florida, bought our first house, had our first baby. And then two or three months later, that company, the entire company dissolved because they ran out of money. They were a financial startup. I was employee number one um, and it just dissolved. And so there was no money left. And so then I found myself in October of that year, having lost my second job, but now I'm stuck. Uh, And now my expenses are a little higher than they were uh, before I moved. And now I have another mouth to feed. 
uh, and my wife's no longer working because she's taking care of her baby. And that's the beginning of my story of how I got into online business. So I know what that feels like. That was scary as well. Um, but I hated that job too. So it was bittersweet because I was like, I don't like the job I had anyway. So maybe there's something better in store for me. So I just want you to know that I've, I've walked that before um, when there's something at stake, um, when I have multiple dependents um, and real bills. And it's really scary. Uh, I know a lot of, a lot of you have lost jobs uh, in the last two years in, in line with the pandemic, in line with changing um, legislation, depending on where you live and what can be open and what can't be open. And it's been a roller coaster for a lot of people, depending on the industry you're in. So if that's you at any point in the last few years, I'm sorry. I just want to say, I'm sorry. That's, that's scary. And as someone who is not entrepreneurial nature in nature or by it in heart at heart, I don't know how to say it. Like I, I tend to want security and I tend to like a steady paycheck. That's why I never, I never even considered starting a business because that seemed like the opposite of what I wanted, which was security. Um, so if that's you, I, I understand how scary that is to lose a steady paycheck, but I'm here to help. So let's talk about the five things you need to do um, if you've lost your job um, to not only navigate the season that you're in, but maybe come out the other side in a better situation. Step one is please, whatever you do, do not navigate this alone. So this is the least practical of the steps, but this is super important. Depending on your personality, this will be harder or easier for you to deal with a job loss, but it is hard on all. It takes a toll, even if it's a hidden toll or a phantom cost, it is stressful. And I do not want you to go through this alone. So if you're single, you need to find someone to be your support system. It could be a family member, it could be a friend, but find someone that you can confide in, you can share in, who's going to be your buddy during this transition after a job loss. If you're married or dating, that it's your significant other, right? Lean on him or her to help you through this season. I had Shay and she was just as scared as I was to not have an income, but she was supportive. She believed in me and we would bounce ideas off of each other. If you're isolated, you might have some bad ideas and you have no one to, to rub up against, right? Uh, it's better for two people to, to brainstorm than just one person. You know, the Bible says in the abundance of counselors, there's safety. Have at least one other person that you can bounce ideas off of. So please don't navigate this alone. Um, do it with someone that cares about you, that knows you. Um, you will feel less depressed, less isolated. It'll feel less bleak. And that's really going to help you. You have to have the right mindset, which is we're going to get through this. And this is a blessing in disguise. And there's something better on the other side of this. It's either a better job, um, which it could be, or it may be an opportunity to take a leap like it was for me 13 years ago into uh, entrepreneurship, self-employment. So don't navigate it alone is step number one. Let's get practical now. Step number two, there are three things you need to do financially when you lose a job. There's a lot of things you could do, but three, I was thinking, what are the three core things you need to do? Number one is you need to cut all unnecessary spending. So you need to go on a spending freeze and that is, it's paramount because you're, every dollar you spend is a dollar that you need to cover in your budget. So either you have some savings or you don't. Either way, the less you bleed, the longer you can last. So we need to plug all the holes in our boat uh, and stop all the bleeding. And so that's going to involve anything that's unnecessary. 
ask yourself, do I need this to live? No. Do I need this to live or have a chance to make money? No. So that means getting rid of Disney Plus or Netflix. You don't need any of that to survive. That means stop going out to eat. That means stop buying coffee at Starbucks. Like all the mean things that nobody wants to be told, like you don't need it. So help yourself out. Like this, I don't care if you do it or don't. It's not gonna affect me financially. It's gonna affect you financially. So this isn't me picking on you. This is me trying to help you as your big brother, little brother, whatever I am to you. I'm trying to help you. So look at everything that's not necessary and cut it and just be ruthless. Like assume everything can be cut. Related to that, number two is sell stuff you don't need. The second most important financial thing you could do right now is sell stuff you don't need. Look around your house or apartment. What can I get rid of? There's stuff that you were meaning to sell anyway or get rid of at some point. Like just sell it. Furniture you don't need, old stuff in your garage you don't need, like decor, if you have like a bike that you don't use anymore, just sell it, whether it's on Facebook Marketplace or wherever, I don't care. And you don't have to make a ton of money off of it. Just sell it for something reasonable. Look at what other things are going for on eBay or Facebook Marketplace and just be the same price or a little bit less. Just unload it and get cash as fast as you possibly can. And then number three, make an emergency budget around the four walls, right? The four walls are food, shelter, basic utilities, and transportation. I'll say it again, food, shelter, basic utilities, and transportation. If you don't eat, you die. So you need to be able to eat. That doesn't mean you have to eat at a restaurant and pay extra. It doesn't mean you have to do Uber. It doesn't mean you have to like eat snacks, which are expensive for not a lot of like dense caloric intake, right? So please don't waste your money on that crap. Buy groceries, as, as cheap as you possibly can, but you need to survive. So you need food, you need a food budget. Uh, and your food budget might go up, or your grocery budget might go up a smidge from where it was before because you might've been overspending on eating out. So don't be afraid of the grocery budget going up necessarily, but make sure your total food budget has come down from what it was before. But you need to eat food. Obviously need a place to live, shelter. Now, you may not need to be able to, to, to have your own place. Like if you have friends, you can move into a place for free. If you can get out of your lease, um, and move in with family or friends for a season, like, yeah, then you can make your shelter zero or low cost. But even if it just means staying where you are, you need to be able to pay your rent or mortgage. So that's obviously important. Basic utilities, a house is useless if it doesn't have electricity, water, and probably internet, unless you can get free internet somewhere else, um, then you could get rid of that. But as we'll see in a moment, I'm a fan of keeping internet as a basic utility um, for some of the options we have down the line. Uh, and then probably a phone as well as a basic utility. It's not in the house anymore, but your cell phone is, is pretty important these days. But if you need to save a few bucks, maybe switch carriers, find a deal. I don't know, but you probably need your phone as well. But basic utilities, you're a big boy, big girl, figure out what the basic utility is and what is not a basic utility. And then transportation. Uh, if you live in a city, you probably still need to get around on the subway or the bus. If you have a car, you still need to be able to pay for your car or put gas in your car or insure your car. If you have a, a car payment, consider selling the car, especially in this environment right now where used car prices are a little inflated. Consider selling the car and taking the money and buying a beater, buying something really cheap for cash um, with whatever proceeds you make from the car, assuming you're not underwater on the car. Um, that way you don't have a car payment and you have lower gas or lower insurance cost, um, maybe lower gas cost, depending on what kind of car you were driving if you need a premium fuel. But you figure out what's the basic form of transportation you need to be able to still get to places, to buy the groceries, to get to a job interview or a job or wherever you need to go.
right? So build an emergency budget around those four walls, food, shelter, basic utilities, transportation. So you're cutting your expenses that are unnecessary. You're selling crap you don't need. And you're figuring out what is my four category budget? Like bare bones, this is an emergency. This is not the way you want to live forever, but it's an emergency. Those are the first two steps. Step three, if you lose your job, is related. You need to figure out your baseline TMI or target monthly income. And this would be based around your emergency budget. So the emergency budget is like just like all hands on deck for the next 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, whatever it takes to get some income coming in. That's, that's as bare bones as you'll ever see it, right? But your baseline TMI is a little bit different. It's that plus being able to live a more realistic life. So maybe some of the expenses that aren't a luxury, but are kind of nice to be able to like breathe a little bit. Like you, you want to have some entertainment, like you want to watch Netflix again at some point, you know, so maybe you got 20 bucks a month for that. Um, or if you, you really need, um, a, a utility that you cut or your, whatever it is, like it's going to start with your, your emergency budget and then add a little bit of a buffer so you can breathe a little bit easier. Right. So if you have kids, this is especially true because when you're doing the emergency budget, your kids get nothing. Like you're just cutting everything and they get nothing fun. You don't do anything fun. Your life is miserable, but it's like, it's survival. So it should be miserable. It's just about living. It's not about enjoying it, right? But your baseline TMI should have room in the budget for fun, affordable fun, doing some stuff with your kids, travel, right? Like at some point you want you want to or need to see family. Even that means driving to a family's house that's a few hours away. That's gas money, travel money. Like travel is a luxury, but it also can become a necessity, but it's not going to be in your emergency budget. You're not going to go anywhere, but your baseline TMI should have a little bit of, of breathing room to be able to travel. If somebody dies, you need to go to a funeral. Can you afford that? Or are you gonna say, no, I'm not going to go to the funeral. Like you need to have some travel money to afford things, right? So it's not going to be your dream TMI target monthly income, but it's going to be your baseline TMI. Like ideally I need to bring in 3,000 a month or 4,000 a month to like, to live decently in my life right now. I want to know that number. That number is going to be critical because everything you do after, whether you apply for a job or start a business, you need to know that number in order to know if it's going to be a viable option for you. And then also to know what's going to breathe life into your budget in terms of like, if, if your baseline TMI is 3000 a month, let's say, um, then you know, dude, if I can make 5000 a month, and I am covered, plus there's a 2000 a month bonus or buffer that can be used for enjoying life, saving, getting a better car. If I, I'm driving that beater, whatever it is, you now look at $5,000 a month as like a bigger deal than if you just were like, I don't know how much you need. 5,000, is that enough? I don't know. But if you know your baseline TMI, then you know if a job offer or a business revenue number is good or not. Know your numbers, okay? So, you're not navigating it alone. You've got someone in your corner, your job loss buddy. You've done the three important things financially, cutting unnecessary spending. You are selling stuff like crazy that you don't need. And you've got an emergency budget based around your the four walls, food, shelter, basic utilities, and transportation. You figured out your baseline TMI. Like, all right, what am I shooting for? What kind of income do I actually need? Right? It's going to be a little bit more than the emergency budget. You've got that number. Step four. Start a business today with literally nothing. This is the greatest time in the world to be unemployed. If you had to lose your job, not fun, 
But if you had to lose your job, this is a great time period in, in the whole history of the world to have lost your job because there's so many more options available to you that weren't available 20 years ago, maybe not even 10 years ago or 13 years ago when I lost two jobs in a year. So one of those opportunities is starting an online business with literally no money. And so I've, I cover this in depth uh, in my 30-day online income jumpstart guide. A couple of weeks ago, I did the laziest person's guide to $1,000 a month. Um, that's a great episode and great piece of content for you if you want to break that down a little bit further. I'm going to give a Cliff Notes version of that episode right now, but here are three steps that you could start an online business with $0. Step no number one is figure out your profitable idea. And this is the stuff I talk about in my book, How to Get Paid for What You Know. Chapter three is all about the three-part profitability framework. And there's a lot of things you can do, but at its core, you're trying to find an intersection between what you know stuff about and you're interested in and what you like and what other people find valuable. And once you find that intersection, you can build an online business around it a million different ways. But you probably intuitively know a few things that you're good at, that you know something about, you've had experience with. It's the stuff that your friends bug you for information or advice about like, what are they asking? Are you, the, are, they, are you the person they're asking for dating advice from or relationship advice from? Are you the person they're asking like weight loss advice from or how to look good advice from? Are you the person they're asking about financial advice or what to do with their money? Are you the person that people are asking about like, how do you take beautiful pictures on your iPhone? Like your feed looks amazing. What are they asking you about? It's probably a good indicator of both things that you're probably already naturally good at and like, cause you're doing it. Uh, and also, it's valuable to people. So you got to find that and you probably have two or three. Most people have two or three. They could actually build a business around. Step two is to begin connecting with real people on social, email, text, wherever your actual networks exist, right? I'm not saying go build a brand that doesn't exist, but you already probably are on some platform, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, or you have some email contacts or some friends and a text thread that you could reach out to and start to tell people that you're, you're, you're creating some content and you want to help some people in this area. So for example, if you're like, I think maybe my profitable idea could be like how to lose weight. I lost a lot of weight after having my, my first child or, you know, I used to be overweight and then I got really in shape and people have been noticing. And like, I think I could build an online business around that. You, you start to post on your social media platforms or share with your friends and family on text and email, like, Hey, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm diving into something new right now. I'm, I'm going to be helping some people uh, with their weight loss goals. Uh, if, that, if that's interesting to you, let me know. And this is the third step related to that is once you begin kind of putting that out there, like if you have social media platforms, I would update your bio to have like a one line of who you help and what you help them do. That's the simplest way to virtually raise your hand and say I'm in business, which is uh, you could say, I help um, new moms uh, lose weight and look amazing right? If that's your, you could just make up that niche. If you, that's who you feel like you could help and what you could help them do, one sentence in your Instagram bio, done. And the third step there is you formally say, hey, as you're posting or letting people know or texting your family and friends, I'm, I'm opening up three coaching spots for some one-on-one -on -one coaching to help people with their weight loss goals. If you're looking to do this, this, or this, and you struggle with this, this, or this, contact me or DM me or email me back or text me and I'll let you know more about it. See if you might be a good fit. And this is something you're just making up and you're saying three spots because it just sounds like it's a finite amount. Um, and your goal is just to get one, <laughs> just to get one client um, that you can sign up for a, a three to six month package where they pay you a few hundred bucks a month, a thousand bucks a month to, to work with you, jump on a call every week. Um, you give them some 
thoughts. You, you share everything that you know about that subject that's helped you and you formalize it a little bit and you, you find out what their goals are and you, and you help them get a result and some wins. Like you make it up as you go because it's very personalized and tailored to like, Hey, you get on a phone with somebody or they message you and they're interested and they seem like a good fit. You tell them what it would cost, what it would look like, what you'd help them do. They say, that sounds great. How do we start? Then you, you find out well, where are you stuck and what do you need help with? And what would you want to get out of this? And you say, I custom tailor my coaching to you. And it's basically like, please tell me what you want. I'll make it for you. And that's all you do. Just help them get some results, add value, get paid to do it. You don't need a website. You don't need um, any kind of hosting. You don't need to build a landing page. You don't need to create any content. You just need to connect with people through the free platform of social media, email or text, and then jump on a call with them. You can use Zoom, which is free. Um, if you want to do video calls, game over, Okay. That's the fastest way to start an online business right now at no cost. Um, and that's number four. So I would start doing that right away because it'll be a stopgap, but it could become something more as I'll talk about in a second. And then number five, I want to throw this in there as well because this is very tangible and any one of us could do this. It is put yourself out there on a platform like Fiverr or Upwork or any of these, these platforms um, to try to get a few side gigs as a virtual assistant. Uh, if you have a specific marketable skill like video editing or audio editing or graphic design or web design or whatever, then you could put yourself out there on these platforms for that specific marketable skill. But let's assume you don't have any marketable skills. You are probably uh, intelligent enough to do basic things like check an email, uh, manage somebody's calendar, um, upload or download certain things, check on certain things, buy things online, do some research, right? Very basic stuff. This is all a virtual assistant is, okay? So what you can do is create a simple profile on a platform like Fiverr and, and just have a picture of you and list out all the things. Say you're a virtual assistant, pick a crazy low hourly rate that would be, let I me mean, look at what other virtual assistants are going for whether it's $15 an hour, $20 an hour, $30 an hour, decide what level you want to play at um, and then offer your services as a virtual assistant and just bullet out all the things you can do. And if you're unsure, go look at what other virtual assistants are offering to get a sense of what people are looking for in a virtual assistant and just put yourself out there on these platforms and offer a deal like your work, you know, you'll do the first week for free or something like that um, with a no risk guarantee. Like, I'll work for free for seven days or 14 days. And if you like how we work together, then here's my hourly rate, just whatever to get started. This is an easy thing. As long as you have internet access, you can do this. And it becomes very custom based off what they need, however many hours they need. But again, um, if you do $20 an hour and somebody hires you for 20 hours a week uh, in the meantime, that's 400 bucks a week. I mean, that's something, right? That's $1,600 a month. Like, that can be really valuable. Plus getting a coaching client or two, you can have a two, $3,000 a month income just off these two things without a single website, without spending any money while you get your feet settled and figure out what you're doing next. So become a virtual assistant. Even if you hate it, just do it for 90 days. Do it for as long as you need to, to figure out what's next. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close with this. Those are the five things. Don't navigate it alone. Do the first three things you need to do financially, right? Cut unnecessary spending, uh, sell crap like crazy, become a minimalist ASAP, uh, and then get on an emergency budget around the four walls. Then number three, figure out your, your baseline TMI, target monthly income, what you need to shoot for to, to really move beyond survival to like, okay, I could live off of this. 
Um, number four, start a business today with virtually, with absolutely nothing. So become a coach online for free. And then number five, become a virtual assistant um, for free on Fiverr. Once you've done those five things, you're going to be able to survive, right? And I'm not even talking about filing for unemployment or any of those other resources that might be available to you, depending on where you live. I mean, these are five things you could do right now to survive. And this assumes you have no savings because not everybody has savings. The statistics would show that most of us, over 67% of Americans at least don't have 400 bucks set aside. We couldn't cover a $400 emergency. So I'm going to assume that nobody has savings. If you have savings, you're already steps ahead of everybody else. When I lost my second job in 2009, the, the silver lining was I had $10,000 in an emergency fund that I had saved from working for three or four years out of college. And so that was great, but that was gone after three months, right? So if you have that, good for you. If you don't, this can keep you afloat. But let's talk about though, why this might be a blessing in disguise. I think starting an online business is the solution that will keep this problem forever happening again. If you go find another job, even if it's a really high paying job, you still can't guarantee that you won't lose it again. Your company might dissolve the department. You might, we might face another global crisis where it affects your industry, blah, blah, blah. One of the first episodes I did of this podcast was um, why it's riskier basically to not start an online business. I think it's actually riskier to have a job. The two reasons are one, it's completely out of your control. If you're no longer, if they don't want to employ you anymore or can't, they'll get rid of you. So it's out of your control. And I, I, I'm a control freak. I hate to build my life around things I can't control. Number two, you're building your life around one income stream. So you're not very diversified. If you start an online business, within that online business, you can create multiple streams of income. I did an episode years ago. It's on the YouTube channel as well. Uh, I have, I think, 10 streams of income. 10. So if one dries up, no big deal. If five dry up, no big deal. I might make less money, which is sad, but I can still survive because I'm not dependent on one income stream, aka my job. So I think it's really risky to, to bank on a job. It's less risky to bank on yourself and start an online business. Maybe not very profitable in the short term, more diversified and reliable in the long term, even with market forces that are out of your control. The, hey, newsflash, there are a lot of things that are still out of my control as an online business owner. The YouTube algorithm, the Google algorithm, um, changing interests and in fads, uh, my ability to continue to create compelling content or my desire to create compelling content, um, people cannibalizing my ideas, copycats, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, there's always risks, but fewer and it's much more likely that I'll be in business for years to come than it would be for banking on one job to keep me employed for years to come. So if you've lost your job and you follow these steps and you start functionally an online business in one way, shape, or form, consider dreaming it up a little bit longer than that. And download my 30-day online income jumpstart guide, grahamcochran.com slash jumpstart. It's a free guide. It's a four-week checklist. You'll make money in the, in the next 30 days. It's not going to be life-changing money. But you'll make 500 bucks, 800 bucks. That's very reasonable. Most of my students are in that range. Some people have gone on to make $40,000 off of this guide. That's free. Results may vary. That's not very typical, but it's happened. The point is, you will make money in the next 30 days, but what you would be doing is looking at what would it look like to actually not just do this as a stopgap, but what if this was a new way of life where I could actually 
be in control of my time, my schedule, and my income potential simply by showing up every week and creating valuable content that's fun for me and valuable and life-changing for others and building a business around it. What would that look like? That's what I think your future should look like. And I'm here to help you. So the 30-Day Online Income Jumpstart Guide, it's free. Get it. If you, if you want a book in your hand, this is my brand new book, How to Get Paid for What You Know, Turning Your Knowledge, Passion, and Experience into an Online Income Stream in Your Spare Time. It's the playbook for online business building. Get it at grahamcochran.com slash book or Amazon or Barnes & Noble or wherever books are sold. Um, that's your ticket to a new way of making a living. And if you want to go deeper, I've got courses, I've got a community, I've got a mastermind, all that's available to you, but you can start for free. Start with my guide. Don't just look at it as like a temporary thing. Dream it up. What would this look like if this was me five years from now and I'm making six figures doing what I love to do? That's super doable. A lot of my students are doing that. And I would hate for you to miss out on an amazing life-changing experience just because you're afraid that it might not work out. Consider maybe a job loss as the greatest gift you could ever have. And, and hear that coming from someone who was scared out of his mind and felt like I couldn't, I couldn't make it happen. There was nothing, no skill I had that would be able to pull me out of this. And I thought I was doomed to just have to grovel for whatever work I could find. This job loss for me was the greatest gift I could ever have gotten. God was very gracious for me to me to allow me to lose that job because there was something way better on the other side that I would never have pursued if I had a comfortable, steady paycheck. And so being forced over that ledge was good for me. It's changed my life, my wife, her life. It's changed my kids' lives. And it's changed millions of other people's lives that I've been able to influence through my two online businesses that I never would have influenced had I never gotten in front of a camera or a microphone. And I wouldn't have done that if I hadn't lost my job. There you go. I hope this was helpful and insightful to you. If you're watching on YouTube, let me know what was your biggest takeaway from today's episode in a comment below. And have you lost a job? Uh, and what was your experience? And what did you do to get yourself back on your feet? And if you're considering starting an online business as a stopgap, but potentially more, I'm in your corner. I don't, I don't need money from you. You don't have to buy anything from me. Take my free guide, my 30-day online income jumpstart guide, but binge this show. Binge my YouTube channel. There is so much material here that I put out for free to help you find a way to make an income in the short term and scale it in the long term so that you can change your life. I'm here for you. I'm your friend. I'm your guide. If you need anything, it's probably here. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Have an amazing rest of your day. And I'll see you on another episode real soon.